Welcome back, everybody, to the 100th episode of That Tattoo Show. I'm Paul. And I am Chris, or Chris Adui. What is happening? Uh, and uh, Chris Chris sounds a little bit like he's struggling, uh, because we, uh, we'll get to this in a minute, but we don't yes, actually have a video feed, so we're doing this purely <laughs> via audio. So we're literally, um, as you can imagine, we haven't done any prep at all for the 100th episode, and uh, Chris hasn't even uh, brought his headphones with him, uh, so he can't actually yeah. see me while we're chatting. So there you go. I mean, I, I guess that's one of them things. But just before, I mean, Chris has got some stuff that he wants to talk about just before we, we head into the big part of this yeah. episode because we've got some good stuff coming up for you. Um, before we do that... Uh, How many episodes now? Yeah, 100 episodes now. 100 episodes of this. Uh, as this is the 100th episode of the show, we decided that for this one, uh, we're going to make this show, for the first time ever, all about the show all about the channel and the show. We don't normally talk about that sort of stuff in like great detail, but we thought, as it is the 100th episode, we ought to talk about that. We've got lots of stuff we have done, lots of stuff we're going to do, and we're bringing back uh, what can only be described as a much-loved feature by everybody but me, uh, back for one very, very special, hopefully one last only. time. <laughs> if I've got anything to do with it, this will be the last time this ever happens. Uh, but, but more do, about that later. I do um, get why. I do get why. Yeah, yeah. So, slightly different format to the show. Strange. We've got a bit of intro stuff to do. Then we're going to have a conversation, and then we're going to do the news at the end, because this is kind of like the past, the present, the future. The That's future. kind of how we're doing it. So, we're currently in the past of the show. So, uh, before we, uh, before I hand over to Chris, uh, if you're watching us or listening to us for the first time, welcome. Welcome. Uh, if you've been here since the beginning, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, this is a weekly Sunday podcast chat that you can watch on YouTube or you can listen to on Spotify. And other streaming platforms. You can also, if that's not enough for you, every time Total Tattoo Magazine comes out, who are one of our sponsors, hi Perry, thanks very much. Hi uh, Perry. I, re I read, I write a regular con column for Total. So if you would like to hear my ramblings without Chris's interruptions, that's where Ooh. you can uh, find some of that as well. Uh, it's pretty much my thoughts without Chris's thoughts added in, really, to be honest with you. But it's um, occasionally, it's a very good read. Well, hopefully, if this is your first time here, we'll have a bit of an episode for you. Um, I hope yes. it's going to be okay. Uh, it contains a section <laughs> of the show that I've uh, I've always, well, I've been a big fan of and I'm not a fan of it at all now, but I've brought it back be, uh, by popular demand. Uh, it's just that the popular demand was not me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> mainly because I hate doing the fucking research. It's just a lot of work. You know what I mean? But before thing, do, do, we, do, do, hang on, wait here, because uh, this is August. I can't. I, this is get, trying to figure out when to jump in. But to be fair, right? I think like when we talk about like the conspiracy stuff, it's more in a light-hearted uh, want of talking about it. But you just go balls deep and fucking research fuck out of it and like. No, but I, I think the tr as you're going to find in about five minutes' time, the truth of it is, I I don't think there's any anything such. Uh, there's no such thing as a light-hearted conspiracy anymore. I think they've all, since the pandemic. I think they've all got really dark. <laughs> I think mm. it's it's yeah. taken on a it's taken on a whole new sort of slant, and rightly so for a lot of reasons that I'll get into when we're chatting about it. You know, I think it's just. Yeah, it's just one of them sort of things. It's it's researching 
the 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 discussion for this week uh, reminded me of why I stopped putting the conspiracy section in the show. If I'm absolutely honest with you, you know, and I now know, and that's why if I seem a little bit down, it's because I am a little bit down because I'm fucking depressed having read, read having read <laughs> all this shit for the last few days. It's just it's just pissed me off no end. I'm, just, I'm no, so that, fucking <laughs> miserable and jaded and feel like the world is going to fucking explode any minute that. Um, just like yeah I just yeah it's been horrible to be honest with you I've hated every minute of it you know you know the things I do for you the things I do for you <laughs> I, I, I could see, I could see when, uh, when 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 you answered the FaceTime earlier on you were like yeah you okay yeah like that yeah it's just beat me up it's just completely beat me up go on then what you got you you've got something you want because you went to a convention the weekend didn't you i did i went to my first tattoo convention of the year and i just want to say massive massive thank you to every single person that picked up a sticker looked at a flyer because strangely enough right people just looked at the flyers they didn't really pick them up but uh but no every single person that took the time to come over to the booth to chat with me. I went out on a piss with a few of the guys um, who watched the show. All of you, absolute pleasure to meet everybody and massive thank you for the support. Like we really, you know, it kind of like, it encourages you to continue on with the channel and gives you a bit of an extra push and a drive. And I was looking at a lot of their work as well. And they, there's some really, really good tattooists that were that actually watch our our podcast like some of them good because the ones that present it aren't very fucking good (laughs) (laughs) uh, some of the work uh was phenomenal but yeah it was a pleasure to meet all of you and um probably see some of you in brighton at the end of the month sorry i couldn't be there i was busy not like in skin deep (laughs) um what washing my hair (laughs) (laughs) i was busy not coming to a convention yeah no Uh, to be fair you would people did ask and uh, I, I did explain that. Um, it, it, it's just a, a no-go. I tell you what was weird, though, right? I'm banned. Long story. I'll tell you, I'll tell you all about it one but day. Actually, if enough people ask in the comments down below, I'll no, tell you all about I it. I had an idea for something we can do, right, at tattoo conventions or at some sort of live event, right, where... Please tell me that this isn't the, the fucking wash-your-hands police idea that you came up with, no, which is no, the no, shittiest no, no, no. idea you've ever no. had. No, they, no, oh, it was okay. not a wash your hands, please. It's a fucking, it, it's it's the tattoo police that was. But anyway, don't worry about that. Um, Shit no, idea. it was, it was, do you know, like do a live show, right? Because we'd be, obviously people are asking us to do a live show. And I was, I thought on a weekend and I kind of like put the idea to, towards a few of the, the artists that watch our show. And I was like, would it, would you be interested if we did a live show but you have to leave all your phones outside the room. It's a closed off room. And we tell you the stuff that we're not allowed to say on air kind of thing. Like, do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) So like the shit that we can't say here, we will tell you, we will do a live show, not be recorded. You're not allowed to bring any recording. No, it'll be like proper, no recording devices. If you bring a recording device in, chop your hands off. Now that's the thing. (laughs) So we've gone from being the tattoo police to now the tattoo Taliban. No, I just think that sounds uh, well. I can't see that working, but yeah, go on. If you can get it off the, uh, if you can get it off the ground, you go for it, mate. <laughs> Wait, no, I just thought, if I was wondering if we see what you thought about it. Like, it's because it, it was just pushing out ideas for like live shows, isn't it? But yeah, but no, but yeah, yeah, yeah but no, but yeah, but no, yeah, but, but, but no, it was a, yeah. it was a good laugh. It was a good laugh. Was a good I laugh. think we should. Um, 
I think we should just do it like do the show live in front of a studio audience. I just think that'd be really good. Like just go to a, go to a any, like a place. Like my mate's got like a venue. We could go there, stick a load of chairs in it, and then basically do the show uh, live in front of a studio yeah. audience. I think might be quite funny. To be we honest, we could with do that. You. I think that would be a good giggle. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know how that would work. You know, because there is a really good reason why this show is edited. You know. <laughs> We could, I suppose we could still film it and still edit it and they can, yeah. we'll have to yeah, just I sit there and listen to, to us fannying around like, like the fucking idiots that we are. <laughs> and then they realise then like how much actual magic just does go into <laughs> making this a cohesive show. But uh, <laughs> but no, it was good. It was good. I, I tell you what I found was weird was um, a couple of people asked me for selfies and I was just like, okay. I don't know fucking why, like, but it was mad. It was mad. Obviously, Paul's used to this shit. I'm not. Yeah, you, you know, get I'm just used fucking. To it, I'm, I'm just Chris the Tattooist, like. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Paul fucking Talbot. Who the fuck is that guy? No, Paul and I've been for years. <laughs> it's time for uh, subjects of the week, and it is for the very, very last time we are bringing back. The infamous tinfoil hat section, conspiracy theories. I was going to make a tinfoil hat, right? But when I took, I forgot my hat today and I thought, fuck me, my hair is so grey now, I don't even fucking need a tinfoil hat. I just have to not. <laughs> it's I just don't, silver hair. Yeah. Just someone asked me on the weekend, they were like, oh, what, what, what do you use to dye your hair? I'm like, I don't dye my hair. That's my fucking hair. <laughs> it's just the colour of it. All right. Yeah. So. Here we are. Uh, welcome back to the conspiracy theory section of the show. Um, so if you've uh, if you've not seen these, um, let me just explain. It's a this is a historical part of the show. We started this show uh, back in yeah. two thousand and twenty in the first of the uh, COVID lockdowns. So. And, you know, that was back when Chris was sitting in his kitchen and I was sitting in my conservatory and, you know, we, we, we just, we started the show sort of almost by accident. That was like 99 shows ago. Well, yeah, um, it, it was like me and you getting, we were just sitting in the house getting pissed. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Both probably like, you know, slightly down because of the pandemic and we can't work mm -hmm. or even talk about work. So we just started getting pissed and FaceTime with each other. And then we were like, why don't we just fucking record it and see what happens? So obviously during that time, and because me and Chris were, were just chatting about stuff that we thought was funny, uh, stuff to really lift our spirits, really. Uh, one of the things that, that made us laugh a lot was that kind of very funny uh, thing that was really part of internet culture at the time was the the idea of the conspiracy theory, right? And people making these, you know, putting two and two together, um, mostly stoners, uh, and drawing lines between stuff and going, oh, the Beatles were never really a band, they were all actors, Paul McCartney died. And, yeah, Paul McCartney's a double and And that Nicky Six was replaced by another guy who claimed years later to be, to be, I was in the band for years and all that. And it just, it used to just crack us up. And this was also at a time when, I, I think this was kind of when the conspiracy theory went really overground, right? So, uh, and... And at the time, there was a lot of really, really hysterical, and I, I don't mean hysterical funny, I mean hysterical, hysterical. Um, well, like, you saw the Magna Carta shit, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like, I mean, even before the Magna Carta stuff that came about, that was about, you know, if you quoted the Magna Carta, you could keep your ballpark open in, and, and, or your tattoo studio. Uh, before that, there were people um, making all kinds of... Um, 
mad claims and everything. So um, what, what's kind of happened during that, right, is we went through discussing our sort of favourite, um, you know, favourite conspiracy theories. And, and, I, and obviously I, I worked adjacent to journalism for years, I've worked in media for years. And so uh, I started doing lots of research for us to chat about these new ones and the, find other funny conspiracy theories. Um, and I, I just thought they were, they were just a bit of fun and I always thought they were really humorous and you can have a laugh of, about them. And, you know, the idea of the the tinfoil hat person was almost like a, an internet cartoon. You know, the, you know, the guy that lives in a basement with a tinfoil hat on because he thinks the government is spying on him. But obviously, as this has, has kind of gone overground and the world has really shifted during the pandemic and everybody's like looking at these things with a little bit more depth, um, I've, I've kind of changed my my thoughts about this as I've done more and more research into these conspiracy theories uh, and I've kind of changed my thoughts on it you know um, as, apart from any any of them that include either lizards or the Nazis which are all patently daft um, the, a lot of the conspiracy theories now uh, there's there's always a grain of truth in them. If you look deep enough, there is actually a little bit of truth in them. And the other problem is that the the idea, as I look at the way media reports some of the news versus the way you know other news outlets report the news, I've realised that um, the idea of the tinfoil hatter, you know, when someone says, oh, you're just a tinfoil hatter, you know, and all this sort of stuff, it used to be, like a comedy thing, but now it's being used almost as a way of instantly silencing dissident voices and just shutting them off and going, oh, it's just a tinfoil hatter. It's a, you know, and it's a way of you know, media, mainstream media particularly, instantly discrediting anybody who may potentially be getting a little bit too close to the actual underlying truth. Um, so, but, but then you have the other side of that then. Sorry, sorry to interrupt that's you. That's right. But, but you also have the other side of that then when you, where, where you have got people that are on a certain platform level where they have a massive reach and the, the, the stuff that they're saying is not factual and could cause a lot of you know, issues like cause mass hysteria and things like that. So maybe like they, it's that, up and down, it's like, you know, one side of it is what you're saying, that people are getting too close. And the other side is is it's preventing people from causing a lot of problems and a lot of uh, worry and panic in the Well, public I mean, this is where, I mean, is- I'm not going to cut it in, but it's, uh, you know, this is where Adam Jones, you know, and he's like, they're turning all the frogs gay. You know, you ever see that rant, you know, where they're just like, they're, they're doing something <laughs> to the water to change all the, turn all the frogs gay, you know. But even that in itself, you know, if you go back and look, in the 60s, the American government did actually look at the possibilities of dropping a bomb full of estrogen on enemy troops to, to potentially make them all become gay. And they did actually put research into that. That is, And that, that was a conspiracy theory now that's been proven to be true. They never actually did it and they never made the bomb. But this idea that they would, you know, they would drop 
you know, tons of estrogen on enemy soldiers and they'd all, they'd, <laughs> they'd all get sore nipples and start crying. He's just, he, you know, this is what I mean with the conspiracy theories. He's like, if you dig deep enough and you go far enough down into things and you drill down someone's into it. Someone's thought about, yeah, someone's there thought is a, about it. There yeah. is a grain of truth there. So what's happened is over, I think over the kind of 18 months that we put the conspiracies in, almost every week, um, I pretty much travelled right to the very, very bottom of the conspiracy <laughs> iceberg, like right to the bottom. I've seen every I'm still fucking at the top, conspiracy theory on the planet, right? And I've, like, you're, it's probably okay for you because you're still looking at the MTV versions of it. You know, Jay-Z is a vampire and things like that. And, you know... Yeah, um, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going too deep into it. I'm still trying to keep the lightheartedness of the yeah. conspiracy. See, I'm the, like, I'm I, the molder to his scully, you know. It does, it, yeah, it, 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 to be fair, right, it, it does it does interest me. Like, I do... I do like reading up about certain conspiracy theories, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just it is interesting. Yeah, I see I'm I'm now not interested in it because I've built a kind of having looked at all this stuff in far too much detail uh, in order to present this in a light-hearted way on the show. I've kind of accidentally built a worldview around this that I honestly now believe that as the world becomes more secular and people move away from, you know, old time religious beliefs, they're actually replacing that um, with with conspiracies because yeah. re removing your belief in in anything that you can't explain. So if you couldn't explain it back in the day, you'd just go, oh, it's the will of God or something like that. If you take yeah. that away with human beings, it leaves a void and so we naturally, as you know, as sentient creatures, we look for a way to explain the the unexplainable. So weird phenomena yeah. and stuff that we don't, un, you know, that just we can't get an explanation for. We put that down to these conspiracy theories. Now, and what happens is that the conspiracy theories they're providing a sense of comfort and security for people because it suggests that there is actually a grand plan at work, even if it doesn't involve you, but at least there's a plan uh, and that it's not all chaos and nobody knows what's going on, that at least there's a plan. It may just not involve you, right? And I think that we're, we're almost replacing religious beliefs with conspiracy beliefs, which I don't think is a good idea. Yeah. Um, well, I've interested in seen all the uh, fucking conspiracies on the internet. I just don't, <laughs> I just don't think it's a fucking good idea. <laughs> Do I find I, I found a bit mad lately? Is uh, so obviously my my partner. She she's been working in a school, and like they've changed the they, they've changed the curriculum in Wales uh, from the ages of three up to eight. I think I don't know, um, but they they're steering away from what like the standard curriculum was. But one thing I've noticed now is they're really pushing religion a lot more in my daughter's school than when I was there, you know, and they, you would have thought they would have pushed religion more when I was younger, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. And, and to a point like there's certain things now where if, if say for example, people that are not of like my, my, I'm not Christian. I, I'm not religious. So I would have preferred for my daughter not to be taking part in things like the, you know, the Lord's prayer and singing all these religious hymns yeah. and things like that. But there's, there's no longer like an option to, take your child out of that it's like yeah they're, they're in it like i didn't even know that my daughter was doing it to be honest until my missus started working yeah in i mean school. don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not suggesting any kind of return to religious practices either you know i i think that 
in certain certain institutions, um, the the job of uh, of teaching certain things to kids should always fall to the uh, the rights yeah. of the parents, and they take it out away. Parents should always have the rights, you know, and they're taking <clears throat> that away. But that's that's so. Conspiracy. What I've found over over like the last eighteen months or or more is uh, when you get to the very bottom of the of the in, of the internet conspiracy theory iceberg. There's a couple of things that you find out that are true. Uh, there are no conspiracies. Right, there are no conspiracies. Right, the, 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 it's not a grand plan. You, there's there's no global elite. There are no lizards. The Nazis don't live on the moon. The the Earth is not flat, a donut, hollow, or any of those things. There's no conspiracies at all. It's just random. It's a load of individuals, people, and companies doing all this stuff at random, and that's and it's just weird, right? Um, uh, the other thing that you find out is that. Uh, on top of there being no conspiracies, the second thing that you find out is all conspiracies are true. And <laughs> you know, so there are no conspiracies, but all conspiracies are true. And the way this works is that all of these conspiracy theories that you, if you look into them deeply enough, they all have, an ev even the weirdest ones, apart from the Nazi and lizard ones, they all have a grain of truth in them. There is a small amount of truth. And I've researched loads of them. Um, the reason, um, I was actually, I'd researched a completely different conspiracy theory for this episode, but by the time I'd finished it, it, it was literally going to be like an hour-long hard science lesson that I just thought you lot would be fucking bored shitless watching. I, just, I was like, I was bored shitless writing it. And, well, no, it stops being a conspiracy at that point. And they just, it, it asks more questions than it answers, which is, um, which is pointless, to be honest yeah. with you. And it was just a bit of a no-goer. So um, that's why I'm kind of doing this. You know, what I've found researching conspiracy theories over the last 18 months. The other thing that I've, that I've found out uh, and I've come to understand is that the truth is always more boring than the reality. Um, and, and the truth is always far more depressing than the theory. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of where I get to. It's probably why I'm feeling a bit down today and a little bit jaded. Um, almost all of the conspiracy theories have been proven. You know, there's that great saying that it's only a conspiracy theory until somebody proves it. Uh, and there are many... Mm. Um, but all of the ones that have been proven, most often, when you get to the truth, they turn out to simply be about human greed, power tripping, and the need for massive amounts of influence. <laughs> That's really say, what they boil down to. I was going to say speed then, the need for speed. <laughs> <laughs> the need for speed, no, not really. No, but yeah, you are right, um, a lot of it does come down to greed. And I think, do you think though, right, like and that a lot of it is put out there just to detract people from what's going on you know because usually well, you're there's not always that argument where yeah. you go you know there are governments around the world creating nutty con conspiracy theories to divert attention from the actual thing that's going on you know which is entirely possible now and this and is, is a conspiracy of, theory in itself <laughs> that's a conspiracy theory in itself but it's it's also part of the fact that like in all honesty it's my belief that um the what's what's happened with this with the birth of the internet and the fact that we can now fact check a lot of what we see it used to be back in the day you read your your favorite newspaper or you watched your favorite news channel and you believed that news yeah um and you couldn't check 
to find out if that news item had been staged or had been manipulated in some way. But these days, you're two clicks away from disproving the, the, this thing that you saw. You know, you see a riot on television and there's thousands of people there and then you can go onto, you know, a platform like this and you instantly you can see that actually there were 40 people there and that somebody's manipulated the filming to make... Or the other way around, isn't it? Or the other way around, yeah, exactly. That there was yeah, no there was one like there. a thousand people there when it was actually a couple of million. As a for instance, this is this is why I get um, I get depressed and down about this stuff. This is the kind of thing that really gets to me, right? So, this is a conspiracy theory that in the last two years, while we've been doing the show, has gone from conspiracy theory to. I knew there was something weird going on, and this is happening in the last two years. So, I just remember uh, what I was going to say. Go on then. <laughs> So, no, what I was going to say was like, you know, when you say you've got like two clicks, you know, you're always like two clicks away from something. Yep. I feel like this is a, a massive problem where why we've got such a resurgence in conspiracy theories and things like that is because, you know, and and, and, and with the news, like you, you used to be able to go on the TV, like you said, watch the news and the news would be the news and you would believe it. But now you've got YouTube and everything, what Paul just said, but the problem that you've got is you also, you have like two different types of people. You have people that give the news yep. and then you have people that uh, give their opinion, which is based on, or oh, sorry, they, they, their opinions, but they present them as facts. So yep. like, for example, like during the pandemic, like there was a lot of, like people, was, like a couple of my mates were like, sending me stuff about like uh, some of the stu uh, ingredients in the vaccines and so on because they were like anti-vaxxers yeah. and they were sending me like these videos and then I'm like but did you actually look at the SDS sheets that that video was taken from because like there are portions of it that have been left out of the video that explain what certain chemicals are you know so I think that's where it, it's that's where it, it goes dangerous for, well, um, this is you why, know, you know, this is why everybody's ends up being so confused and feeling as lost as they do when they're looking at all this sort of stuff. When they're told, you know, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you to do your own research. Just do your own research. The problem with that, that for a lot of people is you end up doing so much research that you, you can't tell your ass from your elbow. You know, that like you've, there's so many voices that like conflict with each other. You don't know who do I believe in. Now, I don't yeah. think, if I'm honest, I don't think this has changed at all since the dawn of media. The only thing that I think has changed is that the the kind of, the people that would like to pull a veil over things and pull the wool over your eyes in order to confuse you are shitter at the internet than we are and they're just getting caught out more often. If I'm absolutely yeah. honest with you, um, they're just, those people are struggling to find ways to hide in the shadows uh, you know, in these days, it's much more difficult for them to do stuff in a clandestine way, you know, because it's very easy for us to debunk what they're saying very quickly. Yeah. And, but so but that makes everybody even more fucking confused because you don't know who to trust. Exactly. No, we, we spoke about this the other day. Um, we, we, we were saying like that because of the internet and the amount of power that people have with the internet these days, it's, if you look back at like the, you know, the Jimmy Savile scandal when that yep. first happened and it was like the guy from the Sex Pistols was on TV and he mentioned something about it. Yeah. Like if that happened now, like that wouldn't happen. There wouldn't be no like scandal. Like the second, like there was anyone caught wind of like, you know, the likes of Jimmy Savile and all the people in the BBC do, doing all that stuff. 
it would be all over the internet and they would be found straight straight away. They would exactly. It, so it's so, yeah. What I think's happening is it was easier to cover stuff up back in the day. Oh, but, definitely. And they're a just struggling to work out how to cover it up now. Um, but people are starting to get start a pandemic. Well, I mean, people are starting to get um, you know better at it by controlling narratives, and that's kind of what I'm coming to now. So, at the beginning of the um, the pandemic, and so at the beginning of this show, when we were making the first couple of episodes, there was a theory floating about that a lot of people were talking about that Bill Gates was going to put nanotechnology into the vaccines in order to uh, do mind control over people. Um, and, and and that was a theory that a number of people said to me, oh, it's all to do with Bill Gates and everything. And and this is what See, I'm saying to, to you about there being a nugget of truth, right? Now, the but thing do you know is, what, though, right? Go on. It's just, like, the, the, the whole thing with the nanobots, and I always used to say, like, I had people saying that to me, oh, there's nanobots. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah. like, if we had the technology to fucking make nanobots that you could put into a vaccine, we would be fucking doing interstellar travel, like, doing... That's, like, yep. some advanced shit. You see, what that, what that led to, though, was a bunch of people who were understandably nervous about taking a vaccine that had been developed very quickly and was, was maybe... Uh, not all that it seemed, and they were a bit, you know, quite rightly, a little bit suspicious. Now, what was mm. interesting about that time period was there was no such thing as an unvaccinated person. Everybody who didn't have the vaccine was ta was tarred as an anti-vaxxer. And any time you saw the anti-vaxxers or the unvaccinated on mainstream media, on the television, they were always presented as the nutters with lampshades on their heads and, you know, that they should be ignored. And the narrative around that, you know, the narrative around that was these people are being irresponsible and they're putting everybody else in danger by not having this vaccine. And they were made mm. to feel like you've got to have it. And do you remember... Now, I can't put this stuff on here because even this platform itself will, will stop me from cutting some of this footage in, right? So you're going to have to use your own memory. You've just lived through this. So just Do use your, your own, own research. Memory, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say that to you. Um, so if you go back and think about how much the vaccines were being pushed, you were not being told you had to have one, but you were being told that if you didn't have one, you couldn't get on a plane, you couldn't go to a festival, you couldn't go to a, a nightclub. And, and realistically, you know, we, we were all, almost all of us being forced into having this mandated vaccination, which was being presented to us as not being mandated. You know, you've always got a choice, but you haven't really got a choice, right? And you've only got to think back to the pandemic. You've just lived through it, you know, and you'll remember that happening. Yeah. And so... It was always like, you know, you've got to get jabbed. You know, you, you're being responsible. The anti-vaxxers are all nutters. Um, and that's, that's kind of where we were two years ago. Now, recently, some information has come to light. And, and I will, I'll put all the sources in the description of, uh, of, th of this episode so that you can go and check them for yourself. And where possible, we'll put the quotes up and the source that they came from. Um, so I'm going to read this. You have to excuse me because I'm going to read this off my screen now because this comes from another source. I've done a little bit of research, right? Only, so, only a little bit. Only a fucking little bit of research. Fucking hell. So two years later, this is now... So these anti-vaxxers were all worried about Bill Gates being involved in the vaccine, right? And uh, like putting nanotech in there. Now, it, 
I don't think he's done the nanotech, but what I find interesting is that in September of 2019, Bill Gates initially invested 55 million on a pre-IPO equity investment in BioNTech. Gates's investment in BioNTech may probably be higher. Uh, today, Gates's investment is now worth 550 million dollars. So this is a guy that, by some mad like fluke of intuition, has thought, do you know what? It's September 2019. What I should do is I should do a $55 million investment in a massive vaccine company. Because BioNTech went on to work with Pfizer to make the, you know, to make the vaccines, right? And um, that investment has made him hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, that's a bit naughty, isn't it? Right? Now... Well, maybe not. Maybe he he was he just got really lucky and he just had a really good guess, right? But when you couple that with another piece of information that the Gates Foundation is the second largest uh, contributor to the WHO, the World Health Organization, um, and as of September 2021, it had invested nearly 780 million in its program. So, so. Right? Uh, so the WHO is the World Health Organization is supposed to be uh, contributed to by countries, right? So this is one bloke and his wife are the second biggest uh, contributor to the World Health Organization. So now, if you're thinking, I I seem to remember knowing what the World Health Organization is, Paul. Well, during the pandemic, they were the people coming on the television telling you that what you've got to do is you've got to get a vaccine because it's going to protect you, it's going to protect all your loved ones around you, and it's going to keep you safe from any future infection by the vaccine. All of which has been proven to not be true by Bill Gates himself. He's even come out himself and said, it only the, the vaccine that you take only protects you against that version of COVID and not any other variant. So if you've took one that will protect you from the Omicron variant, it won't necessarily protect you from the Kraken variant. You just have variant. to keep having vaccine after vaccine. Keep having then, to have you? vaccines after vaccines. Well, that's, you know, that's probably quite good for you if you own a vaccine company. Or if you have shit, yeah. You know or mean? if you have shares. I think I only had you fucking know. one. Or if you've got shares in it. And also the WHO were the people that were uh, being, you know, very forceful about us all getting vaccinated. Now, I'm not saying that he told them to push the vaccines because I'd never say something like that. <laughs> uh, I think it's it's safe to assume that if you are the second biggest contributor or investor in an organisation... I'm not saying you are a... Because <laughs> that would get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> During the pandemic, he's made hundreds of millions of dollars. And this is why all the time that I'm reading these conspiracy theories. So at the beginning of this, people were saying he's putting nanotech in into the, the vaccines. He clearly wasn't, but there is a chance that maybe he was a little bit more involved in the narrative that was telling people to get vaccinated and also possibly the narrative that told us that anybody who wasn't vaccinated was an, was, wasn't just unvaccinated, was an anti-vaxxer and not to be trusted and somebody that was letting the world down and putting everybody at risk. Because that was the narrative that was being pushed, certainly by our government in the UK. Oh, yeah. I got the vaccine um, because I felt like it was a good move. Uh, I'm not sure I believe that now. Uh, but my son didn't. But 
I, no, I didn't shout at my son for being unvaccinated and, and disown him and not yeah. let him in the house. You know what I mean? I was like, he's just unvaccinated, right? Why? So what? You know, it's just one of those Yeah, things, you're right? like, ah, you have to sit outside for Sunday dinner because you're unvaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> so whereas it's unlikely that he put the, you know, mind control fucking nanotech into it, he certainly stood to gain from the uptake of the vaccine in ways that are more than just financial. So they've got a final <clears throat> bit of reading off the screen. Sorry no. about this. If you're listening on the it podcast, this won't be a problem for you. It won't matter. So if the pandemic does end up delivering a financial windfall to Bill Gates or his foundation, it may pale in comparison to the political boost he's received as Earth's de facto vaccine czar. He's widely lord, his widely lauded role in the pandemic already appears to have helped institutionalise and normalise his political power in other areas where the foundation works. Now, this is political power for somebody who's not ever been voted in in any political system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure he's money got the buy, ears of, 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 of politicians, but he's effectively, it's his money that's got him there and his influence now. We didn't vote for him. We didn't vote for him to be in charge of any of this, to be talking to the, the World Health Organisation and, and people like that. He's kind of got himself there with a load yeah. of money. And this is why I hate conspiracy theories and I hate researching them because the further I go down the rabbit hole, I always end up with... You go too far, it's, though. It's just same old shit, different day. And that is why we're not going to be doing any conspiracy episodes anytime soon. Because, honestly, they're just not funny anymore. Paul's conspiracy theory episode was longer than the Welsh uh, <laughs> licensing one. <laughs> So I want to tell you about what we're going to be doing in the next 100 episodes, right? Yes. So this is what's yes. coming up on the show. So rather than teach tattooing, which we could do if we were here and we were only interested in clicks and likes and uh, internet fame, which if you've been here for longer than five minutes, you'll know that we're not interested in any of that shit. What we're actually trying to do is bring you some useful stuff that you can use. So... We've, had a, yes. we've been having conversations about this. Chris and I both think that um, learning to tattoo is one thing, but where it gets, where you really need to get skills and where we could be really useful to you as a channel is teaching you all the skills that you need to get after you learn to tattoo or during learning to tattooing. So if you're homeschooling yeah. yourself as a, as a tattooist and you're learning from the many other sources that you can find around and about to learn to tattoo, we'd be much better... Um, our skills would be much better utilised teaching you about uh, business, marketing, photography, uh, you know, all the kind of social media stuff that you use and yeah. all the stuff and the skills that you need to become a pro tattooer. So that's what we're going to focus on for like the next, I don't know, for the future, basically for that. Um, in other news, because I know that's, I've just told you I'm not going to teach tattooing, but I am later in the year, I'm going to be filming a whole series of episodes aimed purely at left-handed tattooists and the problems of being ah. a left-handed tattooist. So I'm going to do a complete series um, all about 
you know, right from holding your machine to setting your station up to, you know, getting inking when you're left-handed, because it is a slightly different technique, because we, we do tend to tattoo upside down. Um, we have realised, as we've done some test footage, that it's fucking really hard to film me when I'm tattooing, because I, I really do tattoo really, really upside down. So we're trying to work out a way that we can we can show you how that's working, some like slow-mo stuff so that you can see how the needles are moving and all that sort of stuff. So I will be doing that. Uh, but that'll be a little bit later in the year, so watch out for that. We will also I'm to think how to film you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might just—it's just working out, you know, angles and where it is. I'm probably going to have to get a client in and set up just for filming and just do a little bit of tattooing. The other thing that we've still we've got in the pipeline, but they're still very much in the talking phase, is we've got about two, two or maybe three documentaries planned, um, all about. Yes tattoo like equipment and how it gets made and you know kind of the the idea is to make some products and film the making of a product and then bring it out and see how it does you know and, yeah. and kind of go through that we're talking to about three companies at the moment about it so that'll happen hopefully towards the end of the year because it's going to take us a little while to film it and actually to to make the bloody things right um, oh yes the other thing that we're that I, I've been very surprised about this and like pleasantly surprised, I've got to be honest. Um, we will be doing some uh, appearances at conventions in the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we're certainly, we're going to be at the Cheshire Tattoo Show, uh, which I think is in July. And uh, I think we're going to be... That was a surprise. I, I... Yeah, that was a surprise. It was a surprise I to us. I hadn't read the email to say, yes, guys. And then it, like I saw it, like Karen showed it me on Instagram, went, oh, you're doing that then? And I went, oh, okay, we're doing it. But we will be there. Yeah, I had a text. <laughs> we do a seminar at that convention. But we'll certainly be there doing some stuff on stage. Uh, I might do some presenting. Uh, Chris will do Paul some karaoke. And, you know, and all that sort of, yeah, a bit of karaoke. <laughs> Fucking hell. Can you yeah. imagine me doing karaoke? It'd be horrible. Paul, um, that'd be a karaoke offer and the winner gets a Oh! <gasps> Have a karaoke competition and the winner gets a tattoo machine. Yeah, whatever. Like, we'll see how that works. We'll figure something <laughs> out. Um, and the other thing is that's uh, uh, also confirmed is that we're going to be at the Isle of Wight Tattoo Convention doing a seminar on marketing. So we'll be there at the Isle of Wight Festival if you want to come to the Isle of Wight Festival. Isle of Wight Tattoo Show. I'm doing the music thing. <laughs> Fucking play with Jimi Hendrix or something, I think. Um, so we'll be there doing that. Again, we haven't decided quite what format that's going to take because we haven't figured that out yet, but we're going to have to figure it out now because we've said we'll do it. Um, I will also... I think I'm going to be back comparing at the London show again this year, like I did last year. So I'll be uh, hanging about talking shit with Perry on stage and taking a piss. Breaking news today, um, and I'm not sure if we're going to be able to make it because of timing. Uh, we might be at the Paradise Tattoo Gathering in October in uh, Boston. With that, guys, that's been the 100th episode. I hope it was... Yes. Um, uh, at least as entertaining as the last 99 and so with that this has been that tattoo show we've been your purple andy preachers i've been paul and i've been chris as ever tell the lawyer tell the judge tell the priest uh tell the conspiracy theorists tell bill gates <laughs> we'll be here every week uh with another tattoo chat for you see you yeah. next week guys take care take it easy